This just may be the most helpful episode of the podcast I've ever done. We're going to talk about Frontline, and we're going to talk about it for substitute teachers and teachers. I'll give tips to both of those categories. Let's go. Guys and gals, it's going to be a good one today. I think it's really helped by the fact that I am currently a full-time substitute teacher. So when I go into Frontline, the website or the app you have to go to to pick up substitute teaching jobs, I can see it both as a substitute teacher, a, a substitute teacher that gets a different job every day, And I can see it as a full-time teacher who has to schedule their absences. And I could virtually guarantee you that I'm going to mention some things today, even if you've been using Frontline for a while, that you're not even aware of. So that's what we're going to do. First of all, I need a huge favor. Here's the deal. Our Substitute Teachers Lounge Facebook page is getting close to 600 members, and I'm so thankful for that. But there's a problem. Facebook has changed the parameters of what you do with a page and what you do with a group. I set it up as a page, which is mainly done for businesses. I wasn't really going to sell anything for money. I was just trying to promote the podcast. That's why I set it up as a page. Well, Facebook has changed its rules so that it doesn't lend itself to discussion. You know, they've got all those algorithms built in there. Some of you that are subscribed to the page might not even see some of the things I post. Groups, however, is very much you know, tends to be for discussion. So guys, to make a long story short, I need to migrate the page to the group. So if you're a member of the Facebook Substitute Teachers Lounge page, I need you to go to the group. I'm going to send you an invite. I hesitated for the invites because first of all, It takes a while. You just can't say send to every member of my page. You have to click every individual one. So, and I hesitate because I don't want this to come across as I'm begging you to do something. At the same time, I want to have more active discussion as some of you have asked for. So we're going to move to the group. Here's the easiest way to do it if you want to join the group and you haven't yet done so. Go to Facebook, do a search for Substitute Teachers Lounge, and both the group will come up and the page will come up. Then just make sure you join the group. So that's enough of that. Let's get on to Frontline. First of all, let me say that from what I've seen, Frontline used to be ESOP. Frontline services, I think they said about 85% of the substitute teacher market. Now, I haven't looked at the other websites that do this, but stick around. We're actually going to have some tips that will work regardless of what website you use. It's mainly frontline, and I'm going to start from the substitute teachers, the everyday or a few days at a time substitute teacher's job lets you know what you need to know as a substitute, and then teachers let you know some shortcuts and things you can do that you you may not even be aware of because some of them have been added recently. 
Now, I'll start with this first. All you need to do is type in frontlineeducation.com into your URL slot, and it will come up. In my case, and I'm going to assume there are some of you like that, uh, some of you out there in the same situation where you're both a substitute teacher and maybe you're in a full-time job as well from time to time. When mine first comes up, because I'm full-time right now, I don't really have any professional growth in my situation that I need to accomplish. There's plenty of opportunities out there, by the way. Frontline's got a lot of educational opportunities too. So even if you don't use it, you could go in there and do that. That's professional growth. The other choice to me is absence management. I'm going to click that, but I'm going to save my analysis of that until later because that is actually for full-time teachers. In the upper right-hand corner, I can click a drop-down for my name, and then instead of employee, I can click substitute, and then I'll go back to what it's like as a substitute teacher. Now, I can already see that there is one available job to me right now. It's got an available job listed. It's a half day. I can either accept or reject. Now, let me tell you, there's two schools of thought here. You might see it. This is a job that maybe I wouldn't accept only because it's a half day. I would accept it maybe late one morning when there wasn't any other jobs, but I'm probably going to look for a long-term, or not a long-term, but an all-day job instead. It's one of my favorite schools as, as I look at it, but rather than click accept or reject, I'm just going to click nothing and leave it on there. I know half days are low on the list for most all substitutes, unless you that's just your thing. Maybe, maybe you would prefer to do a half a day and be done with it, and that's okay, of course. But your two choices are reject and accept, and you've also got an icon next to each job. Now, I will tell you back when COVID was hitting as hard, there were not as many jobs posted for substitutes, but at the same time when they were posted, they often went unfilled because people were just too nervous about what was going on. So if there was more than one available job, I would see it right now. I know, and I'll I'll tell you, this particular job was posted on Tuesday. So here we are. I'm recording this on Saturday, basically March 6th. 2021. But you've got two choices, accept and reject. And again, if you're playing the lottery, if you're doing this every 15 minutes or so, this is what you'll see. I'm on the website right now. We'll talk about the app here in just a moment. Accept or reject. Accept it if you want it. Keep in mind, if you accept it, then you will no longer see any other jobs because this is your job. Why should they show you anymore? At the same time, If you click reject, it won't hurt your status. I mean, if you reject six jobs, there's not something built into their system where it won't show you as many. You know, maybe it's just not your type of job. So you can go ahead and click reject. Now, not necessary, but what that will do for you is you don't have to worry about that job still appearing on the list from now on. If you want to come back later, if you've just refreshed and now there's four jobs, 
Well, if you know you're not going to take this one, go ahead and reject it now so that when you refresh and there's other jobs on there, this isn't one of them. So that's just something pretty basic starting out. There will be a list of available jobs when you click that on Frontline. You know, as a side note, I will go ahead and mention, re-mention something that I mentioned last week's episode. I will occasionally accept a job, and then if one of my favorite teachers contacts me to work for them the same day, I might go in and cancel the job I accepted if it still lets me and instead take the teacher's job that I have worked for before. Now, I don't feel guilty about that, but you do have to keep in mind that as soon as you accept a job, that teacher is going to see that you accepted it. Now, if you don't know that teacher, I don't think that will make be a big deal, but if the same teacher sees that you take a job and reject a job, Often, for them, well, they might get the wrong impression. So if you don't know them, but you still want the opportunity of teaching for them someday, then I'm not sure it's the best thing to do. If instead you feel like, well, I'm always going to get a job that I like or or that I like better, even when I click one right now, you know, that's going to have to be a decision that you're going to have to make. So Whether you want to do that or not, totally up to you. Some of you feel guilty about doing it. I don't because I feel that the teachers that give me the most jobs, I kind of owe it to them to work for them when they need me. So that's why I do it. And for that matter, when you start getting on people's preferred list, well, you're probably not going to have to daily look for too many jobs because you're going to see them in advance and go from there. All right, so as we're looking at the page, your menu is going to be over at the left. I assume there might be a little bit different setup depending on what type of device you're on. I am actually using a laptop right now, and I actually have a 19-inch screen hooked up to it, so I'm looking at it on the big screen. So you've got home available jobs, history, feedback, and preferences. Then you've got resource library, too, which has everything, all those things that you could learn if you want to do that. I want to br- briefly mention that history is actually a very helpful tab because it keeps track of all the jobs you've had. Sometimes you're going to want to look at that just to make sure that you got the proper money, just to remind yourself if you see a teacher job opening and the name sounds familiar, you can go back and search that. I assume all of the software is like that. All the different companies, you can do last 60 days, 90 days, 120, the whole year, even the last school year, and then custom. You can put in there whatever days you want. So I think that's a really helpful tool. The feedback, now I'll be honest and shame on me, I have never done feedback. I have never filled out feedback for a teacher. I'm not sure why it's in there, Personally, and this is going to sound kind of cynical, but personally, I think that people put in a whole bunch of positive stuff in there just because they want to get a nice job back with that teacher, whether they really meant it or not. And then maybe sometimes people use it as just a way to be negative and sound off. 
I would prefer just to say stay neutral and stay supportive of all teachers, even though all of them have a little bit different teaching format. But then maybe the most helpful thing to you as you start out is the tab that says preferences, and it's got that gear next to it that you'll recognize from most every website's got that gear. Most of the time, it probably says the word settings next to it. In this case, it's preferences. And as a reminder, as I mentioned a little last week, when you first go into Frontline, you're probably going to do so with a sheet from your district so that you can set up that district specifically, and it will load all the information. And I know I'm not one of these, but I know a lot of people that work for multiple districts. So they have to do that for each district that they work in. So that keeps the districts separated, I guess is the best way to say it. And I know when I first open preferences, it's going to give me my name, Greg Collins at the top. It's going to tell me the districts I'm eligible to teach them because I passed all of their specific guidelines. So on there is where you're going to enter your name, your phone number, your email address, and your regular address. Now, one thing interesting, you can always go in there and edit that, of course. And, you know, you even got a language preference in there. So if your language of choice is Spanish, Italian, whatever you need, those are choices that are in there. I've also, there's a there's a button on the opening page that says specify call times. And that's really helpful. To be honest, I turn my calls all the way off. And that's your first choice. Under call times, one drop down shows you the, the districts that you're in. I just have one. You may have multiple. And you can choose the one that you're talking about. Your very first choice after that is, do you want to accept phone calls for available jobs? Yes or no. I won't go into a whole lot of details to why I click no. It's basically because I've got so many email and text notifications turned on, I don't want to be bothered by a phone call. But if you're more of a phone person, you can set call times for your district, and you can put in specific times. Basically, the way it looks like it's set up, it's got for each day the times that they'll be calling you in, morning or evening. In our case, it's either 5.30 to noon in the morning or it's 5 o'clock to 9 at night. They won't call you at midnight. But you can edit that so that you don't receive either one of those. Even if you click yes to accept phone calls for available jobs, you can tell it which of those times you really don't want to be called during. So that's a really helpful feature for you know, making it more specific for your schedule. By the way, I'll give you a little heads up. I'm trying to figure out how to close this window. You've got tabs over to the left of the call times window that popped up. And then I just realized there's nothing, there's not an X on it to close it. I just need to click a different tab over to the left. So keep that in mind. So that was my phone credentials. That was call times. Uh, the, The phone credentials are basically you set up a PIN number. In my district, it was actually the last five digits of my social security number, but you can change that. 
you know, that's super easy for me to remember. So I certainly don't want to change it. Probably the the thing that we're going to want to talk about most is the schools tab. But I will go ahead and tell you now that I've told you about the different districts and how you'll get a page from your school. One of those tabs says district list. And when you go there, it says create a multiple district pin. So you can create a multiple district pin so that you get, you just have to do it one time and that PIN number will allow you to see jobs for all districts at the same time. Now, what you want to do next is the Schools tab. When you go to the Schools tab, and I'm sure it will, all the districts will be listed, the top two choices are Show Me Assignments at the school selected below. Now, if you don't do this, it's just going to show you everything. You can click all or none. Now, I don't know why you would ever say none, but you could click all and then it will send you everything, including if there's ever a substitute teacher need for homebound or even, you know, the one of the listings on here is for the office board of education. I'm not sure when I would ever do that. Our kindergarten academy is on here. I don't see myself ever teaching kindergarten. I will go down and do some elementary school when I get into the fall. But what I do here, I have selected all, and then I unchecked the ones I didn't want to see jobs for. Now, that doesn't mean you can't accept a job. If a teacher calls you from an elementary school and it's or texts you and it's one of those jobs that you really want because it's a friend. She can still send you that job even though you've got it coded here that you're not taking jobs for that school. All this is is jobs that it will show you on Frontline. You can still get a job from a teacher that contacts you directly. So I have got, of course, in my case, all of the middle schools. I have got all of the high schools checked. Even if I don't really want to go to this school, it's not one of my favorite grade levels. I shouldn't say favorite. That's certainly the wrong word, but it's not one of my top preferences in grades I would want to take. I still leave them checked. I still want to see them because I'm always curious as to what schools post the most jobs. And if I see a one area that comes up a lot, I might reconsider. If I click don't show me jobs in that area, well, I never know they exist. So I have clicked all middle schools, all high schools, and then the elementary schools that are probably within a 20-mile range of me because I want to see all of those. And then basically, you're all set up. And the good thing is, if you go back to the Home tab on the left, it's got a banner up at the top that says, Introducing a new free way to find jobs on your phone. And that is trying to get you to download the Frontline mobile app onto your phone. A lot of you use the app. I don't. I find it better on my iPhone, as I said last week, to actually load a screen tab. One of the features in in all the different phones, the smartphones, 
or the ability to add a page from a website onto your home screen. That's what I've done. And I even when I'm using Frontline on my phone, I do so not with the app, but I do it with the actual page from the website. Now, in our remaining time, I want to talk to teachers a little bit. I just switched it over to my full-time job so that I can see the screen that will help me find an absence if I need one. Now, it's got tabs across the top for create an absence, and then it's got scheduled absences for ones you've already created, past absences, and even denied absences because your boss still has to approve these. So you fill that out, basically. There are some schools I know now that you just basically tell the the administrative assistant in the office that you're going to be gone, and they schedule the absence. I kind of like the freedom of doing it myself. You know, I like to do a lot of things on my own. I'd rather make my own mistakes and try to learn for them. But it's, as you guys know, that have scheduled absences, there's places for substitute required, yes or no. You have to click the absence reason, and there's about 10 of those. The time, where it's a, whether it's a full day, a half a day, or a custom amount of time, Notes to your administrator, this will not be viewable by the substitute teacher. And then notes to the substitute. Now, I'm not going to scold, but I'll just tell you my favorite teachers to teach for are the ones that put a few little notes in there to the sub so that we don't have to go in there blindly and not know exactly what we're going to do and just hope that you've left it out in a nice, neat little stack. I like to see some of those notes build in. Teachers can actually put attachments. That's when I really love it. When I I not only, you know, maybe somebody else is going to make the copies for me and have it in the room, but I like printing one for myself so I can look at it when I get in there too. So, And then you just click the button for create the absence and assign a sub or just create an absence. If you click create an absence and assign a sub, then you can pick the subs you like. There is an advanced mode in there. As I look at it, there's not a whole lot of new things. It's There's variations you can add. I don't think this is the place in time to show you that because that's going to be a lot of information for something you're really not going to use that often. So that's basically the, the teacher absence. One thing I will point out is... Over to the left, you do in your menu, of course, you have a directory. In your absences, you can put create an absence or you can choose uh, past absences. You've got a feedback too, so make give feedback to the substitute teacher. Some of you like that. I've actually never gotten feedback, but I know if the teachers call me again, that's pretty good feedback in my opinion. So when I go to my directory as a full-time employee, the only ones listed on here are basically my bosses, and I see three names on it, and the one that has to approve my absence, that's the only one that is checked. So I get notifications from her to approve the absences. If I want her email address, I already know it. I mean, our email addresses are basically... You know, it's made up of our first name and last name and then some stuff after the at sign that relates to the school we're at. So, guys, that's basically Frontline. I will briefly, before we close, just touch on the app. 
To log into it, you will need your username, which is different than your name. My name that shows up is Gregory Collins, but my user ID is different. So user ID is in password. In my case, I, I chose between substitute and full-time teacher. And then as I'm looking, it's got the same jobs that I was just talking to you about. It's got a widget feature in there. It's got You can switch between different districts. It's got an inbox. So... You know, the count, the menu itself includes home, job, calendar, inbox, help center, and settings. So they've got a recent update, and I might go back in there and give the app a second chance. It looks like it's nice and concise. Maybe it is better now. But that's it, guys. That is Frontline. Now, one of the complaints my kids tell me all the time is that I talk too fast. I try to get a whole bunch of stuff in, and... I'm not always sympathetic to the speed they want me to go at. I'll say the same thing to you. At least it's a podcast and you can go back and maybe listen to it again. Sorry for talking so fast, but I want you to, just like last week, there's going to be more substitute jobs coming through now. I want you to be prepared for them. People that commented about last week's podcast, it was really kind of interesting because some of them said, I've really had substitute jobs teaching jobs all along and then some of them said we haven't had jobs for months and we still don't see jobs coming open so guys bless your heart i hope things are about to change and that we all get all the substitute job work that we need that is it i hope you've learned a lot about frontline and have a happy time out there uh, accepting substitute job position. See you next week. Music provided by Ben Sound.